didn't see it coming. The podcast about brands that learn from the past, are looking to the future, and are profiting because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber. What is it with Vladimir Putin? What is it with the hold that he has over people like President Trump? Now, obviously, there must be something going on in the background, but you have to admit, the guy has got a certain sort of charm and allure. Is it because he's so carefully branded? I went on the air in the aftermath of the Helsinki conference between Putin and Trump and talked with the radio station about the brand of Vladimir Putin and why it's so darn attractive. Well, let's listen in. This is great that you're here, though, today, because we are on a day where the world's news has been focused on what happened between the U.S. president and the Russian president today. The two of them got together. Uh, they had this two-hour meeting kind of in secret, and then they came out and talked about it. Yeah. And uh, the, the lead-up to it was quite fascinating because just on Friday you had the the you know American officials, intelligence officials, coming out and saying, hey, we're, we're indicting a whole bunch of Russian mm-hmm. uh, agents, agents in, in the whole hacking the DNC and uh, meddling mm-hmm. in the election and, and all of this stuff. Here's We're indicting these guys. we got evidence we about proof. it. Uh, we have proof. A lot of pressure was on, on Donald Trump for what is he going to do with that? Is he going to stand up to Vladimir Putin? Is he going to challenge him on it? And he didn't. Yeah. And that's what is causing all of, in a, in a nutshell, that's the problem today. That's why everybody's going, what's happening in the world if that's where we've gotten to? Uh, but while we're all talking about that and what Donald Trump did, I thought it was great you came in and you said, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm the brand guy. That's yeah. what we talk about on your regular segment. Yeah. Let's look at the brand, not of Donald Trump, but of the other guy in that meeting, Vladimir Putin. Yeah, I mean, if I talk about the brand of Donald Trump again, he's giving me a rash, actually. Yeah. <laughs> it, it, it's, so, it's so done to death. But uh, Putin is a very, very interesting case. Um, can you hear me? Are we all good? We just have to get the, the oh, mic sorted out here. but There we are. Let's try oh, it's this. The, just the wrong headset there. Yeah. There we go. Aha. Uh-huh. There. Now we can hear you. Now are we good? So are we all good? Yeah. There okay. we are. All right. Well, see, that's what happens. That's what that's what happens. You get the you get the wrong headset. Yeah. It's just like in Russia, they shut down the free press by giving all the brand guys the wrong headsets. It wasn't the Russian agents who were trying to turn off your mic there. It's okay. no. I, I you yeah, know what? Yeah. I think it's a deep state. What 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 interests me? <laughs> okay, what yeah. interests me? What interests me is is the brand issues. But I love to be topical about this. And you know, I was looking around in the news today because I, the word surreal came up so many times that the world has taken a surreal turn today. And I wanted to dig into that and find out what it is that makes this brand of Vladimir Putin so attractive to a portion of the population that seems to be gaining more and more traction. And, uh, you know, I I found some amazing statistics that uh, between 2014 and 2017, according to a Pew Global Research Study, uh, they found that the popularity of Putin has gone up, and listen to this, it's gone up in a number of countries, including the U.S., it's gone from 16 to 25 percent. Remember, this is the former Soviet Union. Uh, Italy, it's gone up. Remember Benito Mussolini. India, it's gone up. Philippines, it's gone up. Greece, it's gone up. I can understand that. They've had a hard go of it. They need some sort of strength. Vietnam, it's gone up. Germany, it's gone up. For God's sake, it's gone up in Germany. They know these guys. So, so, so you're saying that Vladimir Putin's popularity within Germany is, is going increasing. up. It's on a steady rise. Wow. It's on a steady rise. And so I look at that and I go, anybody who looks at what he does 
would go, this is nuts. So there has to be something deeper at play here. And I think there's an irrational attraction, and that's where brands come in. Okay. So uh, you look at the brand of Vladimir Putin, and what is it? It's the brand of strong and decisive. Now, remember, Putin came in to the uh, what used to be the Soviet Union right after Boris Yeltsin, who was a crazy, drunk, firebrand kind of guy, white hair all over the place, and drinking a lot of vodka and standing on top of tanks. And before him, it was Mikhail Gorbachev, who basically lost the Soviet Union, right? And so this is a country that has been down and out for a while and trying to find itself. And I think they have a natural leaning, I mean, from all their years under the czar, they look for strongmen. They look for someone who is strong and decisive. And uh, Putin was a middle-level bureaucrat for the longest time. And then he rose up. He was nothing special, but very carefully, his handlers, and I have this from a couple of stories, they started to build the image. And what they built was dark suits, quiet, in control, and very, very masculine. A lot of shots without shirts, a lot of judo, a lot of riding horses, a lot of big murals where he becomes the great leader. None of this stuff is coincidental. Just the same, none of his shutting down the free press is coincidental either because the press tends to focus on the fact as opposed to the image. And what I found really interesting about this summit was they said it would be a win for Putin if it is about nothing except the image of being seen together. Because I'm not sure if you know this, but uh, so uh, Russia right now has an economy the size of Italy. It's not the great Soviet Union anymore. It's and, not the world's second there, superpower. There, it's not the world's second superpower. That's China. It's way down there yeah. with Italy. Um, and so what they need desperately after Crimea and and Ukraine and, uh, you know, um, uh, poisoning the journalists or poisoning the, the agents and all that stuff, what they desperately need is to be seen, perceived as strong again. Same thing with Kim Jong-un. You know, just this need to be seen and perceived as being strong. And uh, I think it was an absolute win for the brand of Putin to be on the stage with Donald Trump and have absolutely no real summit type. This happened, this happened, this happened. Nothing happened. Nothing was agreed on. Nothing came out of it except Donald Trump just basically kowtowing. And so it was an absolute win for this strong brand. And I think we're going to see that this sort of approval for a strong brand is going to bring along with it more and more strongman brands. So it's not just Putin. We're, we're, it's not just... No, I mean, Tr not. Trump kind of follows along with this. Trump I mean, is... He's, he's, he seems very much in line with that So that yeah. whole, it's image over substance. It's sort of yeah. what, what I want to project rather than the facts on the table. Exactly. I am a straight talker. I'm a very smart guy. And, and just believe what I say, don't believe what I do. That is, that is the hallmark of strongmen. Now you can look around, you look at, at the rise of strongmen around the world. You've got Xi Jinping in China, you've got Viktor Orban in Hungary, you've got Duterte in, in the Philippines, and now you've got Trump in America. And what these guys all have in common, they're very, very light on actually the facts. They're very loose with the facts, and they don't like the press, which holds mm -hmm. them to the facts. And they're very, very much about the image. And people, it seems, you know, this is a, a brand can't exist in a vacuum. People have to need the brand. So what is it about people that needs 
a strong man like Putin or or uh, Duterte in 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 in, uh, in the Philippines or Trump? What is it about people? They don't exist in a vacuum. Yeah, and. And, and like you're saying, this is a widespread thing. This isn't just it's growing. in either of these countries. And in the countries that don't have it, you're mentioning, you let off the top, that the popularity, the favorability of yeah. these characters, even in other countries, is going up. Even Germany. in like Germany, where you don't have a strong Italy. man leader. You have a very... Italy just went populist, yeah, too. Yeah, Italy did, too. So what, what is it if... if if, if somebody's clued into there's there's a need there to tap into, so we're going to create brands around that need, mm -hmm. and we're going to, to, to go about politics that way. Where did that come from? Why? What, what is the need, and where, is, it's, where it's, is that from? It's fascinating, and it plays right into the whole brand sphere, because a part of a brand is a promise, and the strong man makes a promise of being strong and decisive and looking good in a suit and being... You know, in Putin's case, screw the status quo, screw the politics, you know, screw the EU. Uh, that's what he's all about. But people have to need that. And if you look at the so former Soviet Union, this was a country that was very downtrodden. They lost their place in the world. They were no longer a big respected force. And the people were poor and they were yeah. down and out. And so I can kind of see it there. For Russia, it, it makes a lot of logical sense to me mm -hmm. because of the things you just mentioned, that they'd be looking around after losing their place in the world, looking around for somebody to, to mm -hmm. lead them out of that. But for the rest of the world, for some other countries, including the U.S., mm -hmm. I, I'm kind of wondering... What is it? What is it? And we're going to take a break. Yeah, and we'll get right back we'll answer to that. that question after that. We're talking to uh, Mark Stoiber, brand strategy consultant, also entrepreneur and the author of Didn't See It Coming. We're talking about the brand of Vladimir Putin. Hey, I hope you're enjoying the show. While we're in a pause, make sure to download my new book, Stop Busting Your Brand. It's at stopbustingyourbrand.com, and it's absolutely free. Before we uh, we went into the break, we did bring up the topic of I could see it working in Russia. I mm -hmm. could see why a strong man would be appealing. And you've sort of laid out a bit of why the U.S. might look mm -hmm. at it. What about the rest of the world? Because, as you mentioned, this isn't just uh, confined to a couple of yeah. countries. We're seeing this all over the place where that strong man, you know, screw the facts. I'm, I'm just yeah. going to provide this image of the leader you're looking for. I mean, take Ontario politics. In mm -hmm. Ontario, Rob Ford, or Doug Ford, rather, yeah. he kind of fits that a little and bit, And that, you've got to talk about Doug Ford. You go, that's yeah. the triumph of hope over experience, for God's yeah. sake. You know? <laughs> uh, yeah. yeah, I mean, but I mean, I would, I, would, I would take it back up onto the world stage. Let's look at Brexit. Let's look at Germany. Germany, they should know better, just like Ontario. But Germany should know better. But what you're seeing is especially in the EU, you've got an imperfect system of collaboration that was designed to stop things like Russia ever rolling over the world again and stop countries like Germany ever getting out of place. But that implies collaboration and cooperation and compromise. And if you want to sell a brand, you don't sell it on compromise. You sell it on you can get exactly what you want. And so Angela Merkel in Germany is this leader of a compromise. You know, if you look at the federal system in Germany, generally what happens, no party wins enough, so they always have to come together. Yeah, coalition governments coalition are common government. in their system. It's the core of compromise, and it is the antithesis of a strong brand. So even in Germany, you're seeing the rise of the far right again as immigrants seem to swell in. They have trumped up this, pardon the phrase, but they've trumped up this idea of crime in Germany going through the roof. That's a lie, but it's what people want to believe. So it is extremely hard to dislodge a sexy brand of strength and decisiveness if the alternative is frumpy collaboration and compromise. 
So what do you do if, if, let's just for the premise say that this is a bad thing? How do we get rid of it? <laughs> yeah, because I mean, I'm sure a lot of folks, uh, you know, are hearing this and maybe they agree with some of the things these people are saying. Uh, maybe they don't yeah. think it's a bad thing. But just for the for argument's sake, let's say we don't like this. Yeah. We don't want to see the brand of the strong man succeed in the world. Well, it's always led to good things. Well, that's the thing. <laughs> I mean, I, I, I don't think you can find too many historical examples strong men of this that have, working out. Yeah. So what do you do? If, if you are looking at this happening in the world and you're getting alarmed, if you're yeah. even looking at Ontario politics just yeah. a few provinces over and you're like, whoa, why did that guy get elected? And he's exuding a lot of the same characteristics as, as yeah. these other characters just talked about. So what, if you don't like this, what do you do about it? Okay, I want to take you right back to brands. Okay. We all smoke cigarettes. We know they're killing us, yeah. but we all smoked cigarettes in the, you know, up until the 90s. And uh, somehow we couldn't get ourselves unhooked. Yeah, sure, it was an addiction, but we still managed to get unhooked. We managed to get unhooked now, right? So how is it that we got rid of cigarettes? And I would point to one movement. It was called the Truth Movement, and it was, it was pioneered in the States after they did uh, campaign after campaign after campaign, quit smoking, quit smoking, quit smoking. Nobody quit. But what they did, they ran a campaign that ridiculed congressmen who were lying and cigarette lobbyists who were lying about the effects of cigarettes. And so what they did, they exposed these people as liars as opposed to smooth, confident people. And then they put a laugh track to it. In the commercials, somebody would be saying, uh, would you encourage a kid to smoke? They go, well, uh, no, I would never do that. They go, oh, yeah, but you're doing it. Yeah, but yeah. And they just put a laugh track to it and exposed them as bumbling liars and crooked, crooked dealers. And I think the same thing goes for politics. I, if you try to accommodate a strong man, that means that the, the brand is going to rise because then you look even weaker. You look like a collaborator and a compromise artist. What you have to do, you have to expose them for the ridiculous character that they are. And that is no coincidence why strong men hate the media because the media are in the business of exposing ridiculous, bad behavior. And I feel like that's getting done to an extent, but... The of course audience, it's getting done. That's but, why they hate it. Well, it's getting done, but it only works if everybody sees it. And uh -huh. I feel like we're in a point now where we're getting more, uh, we, we can be in silos more than we used to be when it comes to what media we consume. So how do you, I understand the, the truth campaign and ridiculing and, mm -hmm. and making these people look ridiculous, but how do you get that message to the supporters who can choose not to look at the type of media that will do that? Cigarettes continue to kill people. Some people are going to smoke. Some people are going to drink, some people are going to consume alcohol and junk food, and it's going to kill them. Some people are going to keep buying guns, even though they don't know they don't need an automatic rifle to go and hunt deer. There's always going to be a group that will do that, and they will defy you. They'll say, I'm going to stick with my brand of cigarettes, even though I know that they kill me. That's going to happen. What needs to happen, though, is that the, the, the manufacturers of the cigarettes, the manufacturer of Putin, the manufacturer of Trump, they need to be pulled into the light, which is why I believe that, you know, at least in the case of the United States, I think something like Robert Mueller is going to be the truth campaign. And uh, that's why I think it's so important that he be allowed to continue, because there will always be people who say, no, 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 no. And... They, they're happy with their cognitive dissonance. They'll defy the truth, just like they defy the truth about cigarettes. But more and more people will move over if they see the truth campaign. Thank you. Uh, perfect day for this. Yeah, it's always nice to run into a topic like that. Well, uh, we'll see you with Mark uh, coming up soon, I'm sure. You bet. Thank All you. Right.
You've been listening to Didn't See It Coming, the podcast for brands that learn from the past, look to the future, and profit because of it today. I'm your host, Mark Stoiber.